Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now on with the episode. Hello, folks. Jeff C here. And I want to start off by expressing my deepest gratitude for your dedication to the show. Understanding the value of your time, I am truly honored that you choose to spend some of it listening to me. Now, in response to popular demand, I'm thrilled to announce a special opportunity. Are you ready to elevate your content repurposing skills? Then gear up for an exclusive Descript training that's starting soon. Designed to help deepen your knowledge of repurposing, this class aims to make you a bonafide Descript maestro. You'll gain insights into my precise workflow and acquire a roadmap to develop your own unique, easy-to-use templates for your projects. For more information and to reserve your seat, head over to jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. That's Jeff, S is in Sam, I-E-H dot com forward slash Descript 101. Seize this opportunity to step up your repurposing game. And now, let's dive into today's show. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello folks, welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. and you're not. And I'm Connor Brown, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. Now, have you ever found yourself wondering what it truly takes to build a brand that stands out? Now, are you curious about the secrets behind successful brand building? Or maybe you're looking to turn your passion into a recognizable and loved brand. If those questions resonate with you, then you're in for a treat because today we are thrilled to welcome a guest who has done just that. He's a master of brand building who turned his passion for biology into a globally recognized interactive biology brand. And Leslie's going to be sharing his journey, his insights, and his top tips for successful brand building. So sit back, relax, get ready for an episode packed with insights and inspiration. So let's dive right in. Let's Leslie Samuel, how are you doing today, my friend? What are you smiling about so much? Dude, I just need to take you everywhere with me and just have you introduce me to random people on the streets. Uh, that would just be awesome, man. You do such a great job. I was listening to that and I was like, man, I want to know that guy. He well, sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys don't know Leslie, which I mean, you're going to fall in love with him today if you don't know him. Let me tell you who he is. He has been engaging audience for three decades from playing the piano as a child at his local church in his home island of St. Martin to speaking on stage in front of thousands to engaging millions through his online videos. I tell you, he's amazing. I love this guy. He, If you have never seen him on stage, like uh, if you go to social media marketing world i mean he he just focused the attention on uh, on what's going on he's so good at that so and by the way if you go to his website at Le i am leslie samuels you can actually sign up to get uh like if you want to have him for your event you guys need to go do that but leslie thanks my friend for being here today because uh, i have so many questions 
you are very much welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. But before we move on, I just got to show everyone my pen. This oh. pen here was was crafted by a, an expert craftsman who gave this to me, and it's crafted out of wood. Everybody's like, why is he sharing this? But it was crafted out of wood. There's a, a I don't know if this is bronze or whatever, but there's like piano keys and a guitar fret and like music notes. And this was crafted for me by none other than Jeff C. So when I got his email, like, hey, would you come on the show? I was like, dude, you're the guy who gave me the pen. <laughs> I would sell my my right arm and, and because this is the best gift I've ever received. So I'm here for Jeff and everybody else gets to hang out as well. And we're uh, going to have a <laughs> Well, th- you're not, you're not, I mean, you're doing uh, crafty stuff too. I mean, you did a heart like out of wood. I remember you doing that. Oh, that was pretty good. Right here. My yeah. son and I, we. We, we carved a, a, a heart out of wood because I'm a biologist right. and I just do all kinds of biology, bi- biologist stuff. And that was one of the projects that we did. Inspired, actually, by seeing people like you do things with wood. I'm like, man, I love wooden things. I should do something. Let's carve a heart. Why not? <laughs> it's really cool. I would not have thought about it, but it turned out really, really well. So uh, really quick, I want to. Um, so James says, hey, I moved from Facebook to YouTube was me saying looking for. Thanks for popping in, James. I'm, I appreciate uh, you watching today. And Dustin says to this day, Leslie has one of my favorite social media marketing world talks where he proposed to someone in the crowd and has had his wife give a testimony. <laughs> so that is very, very cool. So, um, what we're going to be talking about today is building a brand. Uh, but some uh, before we uh, dive right in, I want to make a, a shout out to our friends over at Ecamm. They're what makes this uh, show possible. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's what I built the show in. Leslie uses Ecamm a lot too. In fact, he is going to be doing, he's a camp director uh, for, we've been promoting it the last couple of weeks um, coming up uh, in October for their uh, their camp. So if you, you want to know about that, you need to go to their channels and, and do all that. But the thing that that I wanted to talk about today is that we actually have a, they have a new show coming out with uh, Licio and it's at youtube.com forward slash Ecamm live. You can go uh, find out more. It's demo pros. They're going to have all sorts of people coming on there to teach and train over the summer. It starts this month. So make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash at Ecamm live and find out more about that. And I'll play a commercial for it at the end of the show. All right. Back into it. So we are going to be talking to Leslie about building his brand. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about, because your early journey, Leslie, I want to talk about your, your, you know, your upbringing in St. Martin and how that kind of, you know, made you into the incredible uh, content creator that you are today. Yeah, so I grew up on the beautiful island of St. Martin, the best island in the Caribbean. I don't care if anybody's watching that's from a different island. St. Martin is, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, uh, and, you know, I grew up there. My early childhood was just, you know, going to school, coming back home, hanging out with my friends and down the road, going for bike rides and just doing all kinds of foolishness. Um, when I grew as a kid growing up, I, I was not very... Uh, academically oriented. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I, I, I keep telling people, you know, I I, hard, I never did homework. Like when I was in high school, I, I, I just, I just really enjoyed hanging around people. Now, if you talk about my early journey and like the things that made me who I am, okay, we're going to get kind of awkward. So 
when I was younger, I was extremely tiny. Like I was the shortest person in my school uh, up until like late in high school. Everyone, every boy, every girl was, I looked up to everyone. Extremely small, extremely tiny, but I had a big head. I know this doesn't sound relevant, but it is relevant. Just hold on. My head was probably the same size that it is right now, but just imagine the same size head on a much smaller body. And as a result of that, I was teased a whole lot. And what was interesting about my early childhood is because of those experiences, I had to find ways to navigate it. Um, and I remember I would come home to my mom and I would be like, man, they're just teasing me about my big head and remember, woe is me and all that stuff. And she would tell me, man, don't worry about those kids. When they tell you your head is big, tell them that's where your brains are. And I was like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. So they would tease me and I would say, that's where my brains are. <laughs> And it made me feel better. Now, what's the significance about this, right? Be at an early age, I learned to disregard what people say about me, to not care about, you know, people making fun of me because I literally used to be teased. Like we would have like a, a free period and my friends would gather around in a circle to see who could make the best jokes about my head. <laughs> And literally, that's how it was on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And it made me develop some really thick skin to where now, if you ask my wife, she always like, man, you just don't care about what people think about you. And you put stuff out there like it's no big deal. And, and it's literally because I just don't care what people think about me. I realize that oftentimes when people criticize us, I feel like now I'm going off on some no, rant, but when people criticize us, it doesn't say anything about me. It says more about them. And I've learned to take what people say with a, a huge grain, of, like a, with a ton of salt, <laughs> because I realize that the value that I have to share is not dependent on what people think of, of me. It's dependent on the value that I have to share. So it's a like that was a huge part of my upbringing. And as I think back on the things that have made me who I am, that's a big part of it. Hmm. That's good. I mean, I don't think it's you're on a soapbox at all because I think that sheds light into how you know you create content because part of it that a lot of the roadblocks that people have is they yeah. don't want to feel stupid. They don't want yep. to look bad online and that for the most part, or, you know, imposter syndrome, all that stuff. I think that's what keeps people from going to the next level and you not having that, like, you're like, eh, I'm just going to do it. I think it makes a huge difference and the friction's gone, right? Yeah. You, you said, you said a phrase there, imposter syndrome, this all this week, I've been meeting with different clients uh, or potential clients that want to work with me and just about every single person I met with. The biggest thing was fair, number one, and number two, imposter syndrome. They all said the same thing. And I've come to realize that it comes from, it comes from a very interesting place, right? When you, when you care a lot about what people think about you, it's gonna restrict what you're able to do. It's gonna make you not fully able to be yourself because you, you fear that people are gonna judge you for what you do. I've been blessed enough 
to be teased enough to have have a mom that that brought me up in a way where I, I those things kind of came to me, but then they bounce off. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I think it frees me up so much more to 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 just be myself. That's one. But the other part of it is I am fully aware of my own ignorance. All right. So if you tell me I'm ignorant, I'm like, oh, wait, I, I mean, I could tell you that. Like there's so much that I don't know and I am 100% okay with what I don't know. I'm 100% okay with being wrong, making a mistake because that's the part of life. I am, I am ignorant. I stand here before you today <laughs> to tell you that I know some stuff and I'm ignorant about most things and I'm okay with that. You know why I'm okay with that? Because you are too. And, and, and Connor, you are too. And whoever is watching this right now, you are too. Yeah, you know stuff, but there's so much more that we don't know. And when we have that perspective, it, it frees us up like, oh, I made a mistake? Oh, yeah, that's what we do. This is how we learn. That's all good. So now, now I feel free to be myself completely. We're talking about building a brand, especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing with a personal brand, right? I believe that the, the most powerful brands are from the people who are authentically who they are. Because when you can authentically be who you are, like what's to stop you from creating? Mm. That is really How good, my friend. Not smile and and just be happy listening to Leslie talk. <laughs> I mean, it's it's infectious, right? It's it's awesome. Leslie, I will say you did say St. Martin was the best island in the Caribbean. And then you just described it as being filled with a bunch of mean middle schoolers that make fun of their head. That sounds like my worst nightmare, to be honest. But I'm glad you think it's the, a great island. Whatever. Tell me, tell me about any place in the world where kids don't make fun of kids. I've never found that place. If you can find that place for me, I would love to go there. The reality is, no matter how great St. Martin is, because it is the best, but no matter how great any place is, you're going to find... Uh, the internet is a beautiful place. The internet is a terrible place. You can find anything anywhere. Yeah. So it's up to us to find the good things and 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 fully take advantage of those good things. That's the way I look at it. I love it. And and to piggyback off of that, Dustin asked a great question. He says, you know, how do you balance not caring what people think? with caring about how people receive the value you give. So where do you find that balance, Leslie? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't care what people think. I care about people. And that mm-hmm. right there is significant. Because if I care about you, not, not, I don't care what you think about me, but I care about you. I want you to get value. I want you to learn as much as you can. I want you to live your fullest life. So the things that I do are not coming from a place of me. Oh man, if I put this out there, what will they think? It's coming from a place of if I, if I don't put this out there, how they don't get to think. (laughs) You know, I want to serve you. I want to show up for you because one thing I, I mean, I deeply care about people. And when you care about people, 
but you don't care about how you're received, it puts you in a position where you can create authentically while thinking about the best way to show up for that person. It's why it's why when I'm sitting down, I'm having a conversation with someone. I want to know what they think. Because in getting to understand what they think and more so how they think, it allows me to to serve that person better. So how do you balance it? No, I don't care about what people think about you in terms of, uh, uh, you know, someone thinks you're this way or that way. No, you be authentically you. But when it comes to what you're doing, do it in a way where you are really and truly authentically trying to serve the person that you show up for, you're showing up for. That's the way I balance it. Mm. Peg has a great comment and thanks Peg for stopping in today watching over on YouTube. She says, I think about these things when I'm writing and creating content too. I want to help people. And I think coming from that mindset, and I know Peg does this really, really well is, you know, think how about you, how you can serve people, you know, yes, you're going to get some comments. Yes. You're going to get some negative things, you know, just because the internet of what it is. And if you put stuff out there, you're going to have, you know, trolls and haters or whatever. Uh, but doing what Leslie has talked about for the first, I mean, we could do a whole show about this because it is so good because this is the, this is the thing you have to get over when you want to build your brand, because it's not just, Hey, I'm going to build my brand. And it just happens. I mean, you have to wrestle through this stuff. And, and Leslie has done that. I want to get in some of his, uh, his story in a minute and what he's learned from it. But I want to go Leslie and talk about like, we're going to get into the biology because that's the brand we're talking about that you built. So what started that passion for biology, you know, specifically neurobiology, biology, and saying that you're, you weren't a a really good school kid. I'm like, this is the thing you have to study for like a lot. I'm like, so how did that influence your career choices? I mean, why did you decide to do that? How did you get into the biology and what, what made that your passion? Cause I'm, I'm really fascinated about this. Yeah. So when I went to college, I didn't know what, what I wanted to study. So I took chemistry because it was the grade that I had the highest grade in <laughs> high school. Um, and I had a high, the highest grade, not because I was a good student, but for some reason, I just get it. All right. So now I'm in college. I'm taking chemistry, realize this sucks. I don't care about chemicals and molecules and so on. But then I took a biology class and I was like, oh, OK, that's kind of interesting. Now, I was still a terrible student. Literally, the first semester, the first quarter back then, I got a 2.0. The next one, I got a 1.2. And like, like it was really bad. I didn't do well at all because I wasn't used to doing work. But one, one day, my first year, it's like my fifth year of college. It's my fifth year of my four-year degree. And I walk into this class called systems physiology. And the professor is up there and he starts talking about this neuron. And he talks about all these things that are happening inside the neuron. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, wait, what? That's, this is crazy. This is insane. And he's talking about these processes and the action potential and the proteins and the membrane and how, how everything is happening. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. I can't believe this stuff is happening inside of me. I want to know more. That triggered something to where I just wanted to know more and more about the hum how, how the human body actually works. So I went off the deep end. I was studying like crazy all of a sudden because now I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm studying what the teacher is teaching. I'm going beyond what the teacher is teaching and I'm just having a blast. I remember I remember on one of the exams, they asked, he asked me to describe everything that happens when, when a photon of light 
goes into your eye all the way to where it's being processed in the brain. And I had been so like I was so consumed with the information that I just started making up random stories. So I, I wrote a story about this guy who walked into a, a restaurant and there was a hot chick over in the corner. And we looked at this hot chick. This is literally the words that I'm writing on this exam. I'm, I'm doing it just to entertain my professor and have fun. And the, this hot chick, she looks so great. And the photon of light bounced off of her body. And, and, then, and then I tried it. I, I charted the path of the photon of life bouncing off of this hot chick entering into your eye and everything that happens so that all of a sudden he has this beautiful image in his mind. Like, I just went crazy because I fell in love with biology. Now, coming to the blog, the reason I started the blog is because... I, I did a master's in neurobiology after having that experience. I wanted to go on for a PhD in neurobiology to become a university professor, realized while doing my master's and doing research that I hated research. So it wasn't gonna happen. I didn't wanna continue doing the research that I was doing. So I stopped after my master's and I, taught, I started teaching at a high school. But when I was teaching at the high school, I still wanted to teach the advanced stuff that I would be teaching if I were a university professor. So I started interactive biology so that I could teach exactly what I wanted to teach and basically have fun talking about photons of light bouncing off of hot chicks and everything else that comes along with it. Well, so Carrie goes, that was love at first sight defined by Leslie Samuel. So that's true. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All right, Connor. So it's it's I love that story. And, and it reminds me of the term like quake books, like earthquake books. You read a book and it shakes you to your core. And that class clearly was that for you and it put you on this path to becoming what you are today. Um, but when it comes to creating the blog and, and YouTube, how did you approach creating content for uh, interactive biology in the terms of you wanted it to be accessible to a wide range of learners, right? From high school freshmen, graduate level studio students. So when you first started, how did you approach and, and think this is the kind of content I want to focus on? Yeah. So the way I approach the content that I create, because I'm dealing with some really advanced topics, I'm talking about neuroscience and physiology and all these things, but I, I'm a firm believer that my um, six year old daughter that's here and out there playing chess right now, she should be able to understand neuroscience. And if she can't understand it, then I'm not doing it right. Um, you know, there are a lot of professors that they try to make things as complicated as possible. I come from it from the perspective of, I wanna make it as simple as possible. I want my kids to be able to watch it and be like, huh, okay, that makes sense. And then starts up, I remember I have a video about my little kid, my son when he was like four talking about, how when you eat the food, it goes through your esophagus and down into your stomach and then the hydrochloric acid and yada, yada, yada. And he's describing this process. Why? Because when you explain it in simple terms, a four-year-old year, four can understand it. And if you can make it simple enough that a four-year-old can understand it, guess what? That person that's doing their PhD that missed that section of the class, uh, they can understand it as well. So that's the approach that I like to take. I like to take complex topic, topics, make it simple and make it fun. Because if I can do that and I can make it so that a little child can understand it, then I cover that entire spectrum. 
I say that all the time too. Explain it to me like I'm five years old. It, it works. Then we usually have to dumb it down for Connor a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, you're talking about your six-year-old daughter playing chess. I mean, what, way ahead of me right now. I just learned to play chess. So, yeah, ahead of me too. So I want to I want to kind of wrap this, I mean, back to like building a brand. So when you started your interactive biology channel uh, or mm-hmm. your, your brand, you know, the, the website, the blog, all this stuff, did you set out to be like, okay, this is a brand, this is what I'm going to do? I mean, what was the, other than what you just said, like, I want to be able to explain it uh, in a simple term, was, did you think of it as a business for, at the beginning, or was it like, I'm just going to put out this content and see what happens, because I wanted to, you know, I have this just kind of a passion of mine. How did it, like, what, what was your mindset behind it? Yeah, I, I actually approached it as a business, because okay. what happened was, at a time I was teaching people about uh, blogging and internet mm-hmm. marketing and those kind of stuff. And people were always saying, yeah, well, you're doing that, teaching people how to make money. You can't do that in something else. And I was like, oh, you can't? Well, I'll show you. Uh, and that's around the same time where, when I started the um, interactive biology, it's because I had been learning about online business and marketing and blogging. Blogging was the first thing that came on my radar in that field. Um, so I did it kind of as like an experiment as well to show people that no, it's not just people that are making, uh, teaching people how to make money. You could do it over, um, you can build a brand around just about anything that you're passionate about. Um, and, and this was that case study for me. So when I started it, it was from a perspective of, okay, ultimately I want to turn this into a business. I want this to be a business. I wanted to make money. I want to have, you know, products and offer services or something way down the line. Um, in the beginning, my focus was first building the audience. And then I wanted to kind of evolve and start adding products and so on. Mm, okay. So you mentioned in your, your, when I was doing research that you got your notes from your systems, uh, psychology, physiological, physiological class from the basis for your videos for the interactive biology that you've been putting yep. out. So can you tell us a little bit about your content creation process and maybe how you started into kind of what it is now, kind of your, your journey? Yeah. So when I started, it was, um, uh, I just wanted to share that kind of content. And fortunately I had my notes from that same physiology class that I went to systems physiology. Um, so I literally went to the beginning of my, my notes were so detailed that I remember going back to the school about 10 years later and my notes were still being handed down from the previous years. They had been using, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still using my notes today in that class. Um, But I took detailed notes. So when it was time for me to start making videos, I just went to the beginning and I started with, you know, what is a neuron and an introduction to a neuron and the same things that blew my mind at the very beginning that's exactly what I did. Now, over time, it's kind of evolved. So today, what I will do is I will look at my top performing content. I will do some keyword research. I will try to analyze, okay, if I create this kind of content, it does really well. For example, I know anytime I talk, I, I talk about the cardiovascular system, the circulatory system, those videos are going to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, way more than any other thing that I have ever done. 
So I try to do more of that content because it seems to be what people really want. Um, so right now it's a process that involves me thinking about what I'm interested in, me looking at YouTube analytics to see what people are interested in, me doing some keyword research to find topics that are interesting and using that to come up with my content strat strategy. Awesome. Love that. Always, always love learning about how it started and, and where it came to, but somewhere in the middle, we kind of want to know about that. How did you take this and, and grow it to something that's reached over 5 million people worldwide? What was the, the process for that like? Yeah. So it, it involves a, a few things. Number one, I really focus on YouTube um, and I really focus on optimizing my content for YouTube um, because the biggest growth that I've had, is simply because people go to YouTube because they listen to their professor and they're like, what in the world did that man just say or that woman just say, I need to understand this better. I'm going to YouTube and I'm searching. So my, my primary method of growth is just creating content. Literally, that's done the most for me than anything else. Beyond that, I also create content on other platforms. So I will create content on Instagram. I will create some on, on YouTube. I've dabbled in TikTok. I'm having a, a, a lot of success right now with Instagram Reels. So it's creating my primary content that's on YouTube. It is then creating secondary content on these other platforms and using those platforms to get people back to my YouTube channel. Um, I also have my blog where the videos that I create on YouTube are embedded on my blog and I try to optimize my blog for search traffic. Um, so I have the YouTube channel, I have the blog that I'm optimizing. I also have these other platforms that I'm using to drive people to my site as well. Gosh, By the way, are you dog barking? In the background, or is that not coming through? No, it's coming through, but I just, you know, we, I, I'm such a good host. I just ignore it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I got dogs too, but um, yeah. Um, the question I have, Leslie, so, and I think this happened like when we, when I was working at Social Media Examiner, um, but I wanted to know, like you sold Interactive Biology in 2017, because I, th I think I remember this, you going through this process yeah. and then you bought it back in 2021. So can you tell me, I mean, cause I thought, in fact, we were, we were emailing back and forth about this. I thought like you started a new channel, like you sold it and you're like, Hey, I've, you know, I've let that one go. You know, my, you know, they have that do not compete clause and now I'm going to do my own again. But no, you said, no, I bought it back. So tell me this. I think that's fascinating why you did it. Um, you know, maybe some lessons learned from that as well. Yeah. So I, I, while I had been building the biology blog uh, and the biology YouTube channel, I had also been building another part of my business, which is my teaching people about online business and blogging and social media and all that stuff. Um, that one had grown, not in terms of numbers of people reached, but in terms of the money that I was making, I was making more money teaching people about online business and doing coaching and that kind of stuff. So I was in a place where my attention was very much split. I was building one business, teaching people about business, and then I'm building another business, teaching people biology. The biology was growing faster in terms of reaching numbers of people, but not in terms of revenue. And the online business stuff was growing 
not as fast in terms of numbers of people, but much faster in terms of revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and my attention was so divided that I always found myself like conflicted. What do I work on? Do I work on this? Do I work on that? And I, I'm, I'm actually, or at least I was very enthusiastic about helping people build their businesses where they can work from home. Because for me, that's been a life changer. It's been a tremendous blessing and I've gotten so much from it. So helping other people accomplish that was something that I was passionate about. Now, what happened over time was I felt like I was in a place where I needed to make a decision so that I can have better focus. The focus, trying to focus on two, I wasn't focusing on either and I wasn't doing either of them justice. Mm -hmm. So I had to let something go. And at the time I decided I'm gonna let the biology stuff go and continue to focus on teaching people how to build an online business. That went well for a while. It allowed me to focus, it allowed me to build my business and things were going great. Except that I got so tired about talking about how to build an online business, how to make money online, I was tired of people coming to me with all of these questions about things that, you know, I'm not a person that cares a lot about numbers. I'm not a person that cares a lot about money. So as someone that doesn't care about those things deeply, to be bombarded with the same questions over and over and to have so many people that just want more likes and more followers and more things that I don't care about. It just got so annoying for me personally, nothing wrong with doing it, but I got tired of it. Um, And around the same time, my, my, I hadn't done biology in so long that my biology passion was starting to bubble up again. And I'm like, man, I really would like to continue helping people with this because this is is the the thing that I'm more passionate about. Um, And I remember debating for a while, man, should I should I just start a new biology thing? But I felt led to reach out to the person that bought it because the person that bought it hadn't done anything with it. Um, and she hadn't done anything with it because life, because life, mm-hmm. she had a completely separate business that she was building as well. And she just couldn't find the time to, to build interactive biology. Long story short, I asked her if she'd sell it to me at the beginning of the call. She said, no. And then I spoke for a little while longer and she said, I think the best thing is for me to sell it to you. And I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. And I bought it back and what I did when I shifted my focus from biology to online business, I did the exact opposite, shifted my focus from online business to biology. And that's what I'm doing now. Mm. That is just, fa- that is fascinating to me. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that with me because I mean, and I think it's, it's very refreshing to hear somebody who almost felt like, you know, yeah, I made a mistake maybe selling that, or maybe it was where I was at in my journey or, you know, it was just my season. That was my season. And there's nothing wrong with going back and going, you know what? Uh, I really like doing that. I'm going to go back to doing that a little bit more. So I think kudos for you. And thank you for sharing that. Cause a lot of people would not, they would not admit they like, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I just got it. Another no, one. No, no, no. I'm, I'm the ignorant one. I'm the one that makes a bunch of mistakes and I'm okay with that. Um, I don't even actually see that as a mistake. 
I see it as, you know, a, a, a journey that I was on. Right. And for that, I don't regret doing what I did. I did it because it's what I felt led to do at the time. And later on, when I felt led to go back in that direction, then I made that decision and it's all good. I'm, I'm fully okay with that. And I'm, I'm in, I'm loving what I'm doing right now. I think it's amazing. So uh, real quick, thinking just kind of like a practical thing. How do you have a, a schedule? Like I'm going to be dropping this many videos, you know, a week, a month or whatever, like how, cause you're, it's really, really good. If you haven't checked out his channel over on YouTube, you guys need to go do that at interactive biology. Um, he's got his kids involved. They're making, they're, they're playing songs. I mean, it's, it's really, really fun. So how do, how often do you drop content? I mean, do you have a content calendar? Like I'm going to put out this many a week and da, 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 da. I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always have a content calendar for the day. Um, <laughs> no, so that's it's literally something that's always changing. Like it's always evolving. I'm not, I'm not as structured as many other people are. I know people that will tell you I've been dropping content once a week for the last five years. And I'm like, that is awesome. You go boy or you go girl. I wish, I wish I was that consistent. I am the kind of person that will have a, a general guideline of how often I want to create content. So for example, right now, I would like to create two pieces, two videos every week. Um, but then I'll go through stages. Like last month, I did this thing where I did 30 videos in 30 days and it was insane. And I don't recommend <laughs> for anyone to do it, but I did 30 videos in 30 days. It was a challenge that I put myself through because I was going through this course and they challenged me. And when people challenge me, I'm like, oh, are you, you're challenging me? All right, I'm going to do it. So I did that. And it showed me that I could have, I could become, no, that I, it made me so much more efficient at creating content. And now I know that I can do one video every day. I'm not going to do it, but I will go back now to my two videos a week. Now, what would happen with me is for a while, I do two videos a week. And then for a while, I might do three videos a week. And then depending on what's going on, I might do one video per week. I might skip a few weeks from time to time. I've not been as consistent as they tell you to be. Um, and I don't think that necessarily helps me, mm -hmm. but it's the practical reality of the life that I live. There are going to be seasons in my life where I'm traveling or there are going to be seasons where we have a lot going on at home and I don't have as much time. The reason why I do what I do today is because at one point, I was a university professor. I was building my online business. I was doing all the, well, I was building two online businesses, doing all the things, and I had no time for my family. And I made the decision that this is not going to work for me. I quit that job and I focused on my online business so that I could have the freedom and flexibility to work on my own schedule and to work around my priorities at home. So, I have not been as consistent as many others, and I don't mind that one bit because it allows me to live the life that live my life in the way that I think is important. Mm. So what I'm hearing you to say is you have defined what success means to you and your family, and that's 
that's your baseline. That's, you know, it's not going to be uh, these people who need to tell you, you know, make X amount of money. You got to have this much content, whatever. But success for me is doing what I'm passionate about and having the flexibility for my family, which I think is awesome. But that's different for everybody. Right. I mean, that's yeah. And, and the reality is I I've come to realize that I'm probably not going to grow as quickly as many others. And I'm OK with that. I don't need to have the biggest channel. I don't need to have the fastest growing channel. I don't care. Um, what I do care about is my family. Mm. I want my family to know that I'm there for them. I want my son, if he's playing a game, to know that I'm going to show up. The, I'm going to come there on my little scooter and support <laughs> him in the game. I'm going to do the things that I need to do at home. And everything else that I do is kind of built around the lifestyle that I want to have and the things that are important to me. That's awesome, my friend. Love that piece of wisdom. Um, speaking of family, don't forget the Ecamm fam at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Uh, Leslie is a part of that. In fact, I, I mentioned earlier he's going to be part of the, their creator camp that's coming up in October, so make sure to check that out. But also they have a brand new show. No, well, it's not brand new. It's, it's a brand new season of a famous... Uh, popular show you can find out more about youtube at youtube.com forward slash at ecam live it's their demo pros where they have a bunch of people coming on who are expert in their field and teaching you um all these different things about ecam so make sure to check it out it's launching uh this the see this new season in june so go there uh subscribe to them because it's amazing and alicia we'll probably have him on the show shortly because he's another super smart guy who hosts all of that so check them out all right last section and uh gosh i could I could talk to Leslie all day, um, but Connor, I know you had a question. Yeah, I love it so far. It's it's this kind of full circle thing. You know, it's it's parting ways. It's coming back. It's learning about what is important to you. Um, and I think that there's so much to, to take from that. And I have taken a lot from it already, but I'm sure these decisions have influenced both parts of, of your business, and in particular, when it comes to interactive biology, how has that influenced, Leslie, your approach to engaging audiences? Because you've clearly engaged this audience right here. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, hook, line, and sinker, you got me. But what have you learned from that in engaging audiences, crafting experiences, and, and how has that helped your, your personal, you know, coaching business as well? Yeah. So in terms of engaging audiences, here's what I've learned. Number one, I've learned the power of telling stories. Um, you, you put something in a story form and you've got people like I could tell you the five steps for doing such and such. Or I can tell you about the time that I, I, I learned a certain lesson. I was having a certain experience. And because I'm telling it to you in the form of a story, you're able to come along on a journey. You're able to identify with the different aspects of the story. That to me has been extremely powerful. Number two, what I've learned over time is that people don't care about how much you know. People care about how you make them feel. And I know that sounds very cliche, but I've come to realize that that is so true. Like if I can sit with you and I can talk to and you, you mentioned my coaching, right? Um, I've been doing a lot of coaching recently. And what I do in my coaching is I, I listen to people and 
I will, I, I remember I was having an experience this week where a guy and a, and, and a prospective, a prospective coaching client, he, we were on a call and he said some stuff and he was really struggling with some things. And what I did was at a certain point I said, okay, I want to, I want to, I want to read back to you some of the things that you said. And I read back his own words to him. <laughs> and when I read back his words to him, it was as if I was a genius telling him wise <laughs> wisdom. And, and the reality was, and he was like, man, when you said such and such, I was like, whoa, 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 I, I didn't <laughs> say that. I just told you what you said. And I showed him how smart he was and how much he already knew. And I remember there was a moment when he just kind of sat back like, oh man, this is deep. <laughs> the reality is if I can help, I, I don't care if you think I'm smart. If I can help you feel smart, if I can help you feel valuable, if I can help you feel good, I'm doing my job well. Whether that is in a coaching call or whether that is in the videos that I create, I'm making the stuff so simple that, man, that complicated topic, I understand. There's a sense of accomplishment that you have now because it's making sense to you. That all I am, I see myself as a vessel. I see myself as a, a tool that you can use for you to gain understanding a tool that you can use to bring you to a place where you are smiling when before you were sad. And if I can, if I can be a, a, a good tool for people to use, I feel good about what I'm doing. Um, so those are some of the things that I've learned and it's stuff that I, I don't think it even just applies to what we do online and building a brand and all that good stuff. No, this applies to when I'm talking with my kids. It applies to the random stranger on the street. Yesterday, I went to a graduation. No, the day before yesterday, I went to a graduation. And we drove up to the entrance, and the person at the booth uh, said, Hi, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? And she was like, oh, my word. <laughs> That's literally all I said. She was like, you are the nicest person that has passed here all day. And I'm like, but I just said, hi, how are you doing? And she was like, yeah, I know, but it, it was so nice. I've come to realize that, man, like if we could just make people feel like, like you care about, this goes back to the beginning, right? When right. I say, I don't care what people think, but I care about the person. If we can make people feel as if we care about them, they want to know more about us. They want to learn more from us. And when we focus so much on just the stuff, the, the content that we have to get out there, it's not about that. It's about helping people. It's about serving people. And the more that I can do that, the more I will see that my brand just builds naturally. I don't have this massive 10-part strategy for building a successful brand, yada, yada. I'm not going to write a book on, you know, the, right. the three-step approach to anything of that sort. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show up consistently. Well, as consistently. <laughs> I'm going to show up. <laughs> Let's take out a consistently. I'm going to show up. Um, I'm going to serve people. I'm going to care about people. 
And I'm going to keep doing that over and over and over. I'm going to be authentically who I am, whether you like it or not. I had someone send me an email. Hey, you do great stuff in your in your podcast, but you're a little too bubbly. Can you turn it down? I'm like, no, I'm not going to turn it down. There are many other unbubbly podcasts out there. Go listen to those. Um, maybe that's more your style. And I don't take offense. Everybody has a different preference. Mm-hmm. I say who I am is who I am. And if you don't like it, that's okay. There are many people out there that you're going to like. I'm not one of them, and I'm okay with it. I have enough friends. I don't need more. But if I get more, it's a great thing. And we can live happy. And now I'm rambling. But the, 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 the idea is, what have I learned about this journey? Be who you are created to be. Do it over and over. Don't try to be this way because this person says you're supposed to be this way. No, just be you and serve people from a genuine place of wanting to serve people. And you'd be amazed at what happens as a result of it. Mm. So I, I was thinking as you were talking, cause you know, I gave you that shirt, you know, uh, warning, I'm, you're a hugger, I'm a hugger. And so uh, I see that in your videos, but I was thinking of a new one, like be a tool like Leslie. And I thought that's not, that wouldn't, <laughs> that's not a good one. I shouldn't. I, uh, should do well, that we'll I'm going to get that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I want to, there's a couple more questions. Gosh, we're running out of time, but, um, I want to talk about, you know, you were on this, you use your platform to be on these shows like strange evidence, which is really cool. You have some links to that to your, your website. So can you talk about those experience experiences? And I know you've been on like even a lot of news segments, um, and how they've like helped your personal brand. I mean, cause I know that's, something that you like to do. And I, and even you and Peg, I remember, uh, for social media marketing world one time went to and did a, like a spot at the, uh, local San Diego. Yeah. So, um, talk about that and how you use that to build your brand a little bit. Yeah. So I, I have a very clear strategy for this. The clear strategy is everything I just said, just continue to show up <laughs> and, and, and be authentic and genuine and so on. And then one day you get a random email that seems like it's spam, but you decide to reply to it. Um, They want you to be a part of a TV show on the Discovery Channel. And you're like, yeah, sure, let's talk more about it. And then over the course of time, you realize, oh, shoot, no, it it really is people that want you to be on the Discovery Channel. And you, you make yourself available. You show up, you do as good a job as you can. And next thing you know, they're asking you to be on another TV show. And then you're getting asked to be on another TV show. All of a sudden, you're being asked to be on a news show and this and so on. Um, A lot of those things have just organically come my way. I didn't go out seeking for for them, Um, but they've happened. And whenever they happen, what I try to do is to leverage it it as much as possible. So if I can get pictures, if I can get video clips, if whenever I'm I'm on the news, I will play it on my laptop and record the screen so that I can have a video of that. And then I will then put that on my site to show people that, hey, this is something that I also do. When, when people see that you're on TV, they, they automatically assume that you have something of value to share. It yeah. may not be true, but it does help significantly to build your brand. So whenever I get those opportunities, I, I do them, number one, because it builds my brand, but number two, because I love it. 
I love being in an environment where you have a bunch of people that are uh, responsible. Uh, I create videos in my my little home <laughs> office there. And then you go there and you're in a studio and there are a bunch of people around and telling you what to do and, and giving you the words to say. So you don't even have to be smart. You just have to be able to read and act smart. Um, it, it, it's really cool to see how those things come together and you learn things about how they come together that you can take into what you're doing to make what you do better. So it's just been an overall neat experience for me. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I just thought it was fascinating. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. this next question, Connor, take it because I, I want to make sure we get it to it. So go ahead. This is a cool one. We're going to shift gears uh, a, a good bit. Um, we love talking about AI here on the show. How oh. do you see AI impacting both aspects of what you do? So how do you see AI impacting more so when it comes to like research, teaching, understanding concepts. And then also, how has AI already influenced your work when it comes to content creation strategies? AI has changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, there was a point where it was me, I had a partner and an assistant, and I struggled to make one video a week. And I just said that I did 30 videos in 30 days. <laughs> I would not be able to make 30 videos in 30 days if it weren't for AI. I use ChatGPT to help me come up with ideas. I use ChatGPT to help me script my content. I use ChatGPT to, to anything, research, content, and so on. ChatGPT now plays a big part in what I do. I will go through and make things my own. I will go through and research to, to make sure that what I'm saying is accurate and, and all of that good stuff, but it has accelerated that process for me. I use AI tools to edit my videos. I will, because when I sit down and make a video, I'm sitting down in front of my the camera and I'm talking and I'm making a bunch of mistakes. There's a bunch of silences. I use an AI tool, TimeBolt, which will automatically cut the video up, take out the silences for me. And a process that used to take me two hours to do the main edit now takes me five to 10 minutes. I think that's a beautiful thing. AI is making it so that the things that used to take a lot of time now takes seconds to minutes. And I see a lot of people that are talking about AI and how amazing it is. On the other hand, I see people talking about AI and how dangerous it is and how it's going to take our jobs and all that good stuff. And I'm in here just on AI every single day, helping me to do a much better job, create better content, create more content and serve my audience better. Why in the world would I not use it? Because it's scary. No, I like scary things, especially when it helps me do what I do in a more efficient and effective way. If I didn't have AI, I would never have been able to do 30 videos in 30 days. And what it's done for me now is, is just made my job so much easier. A lot of the menial tasks that would take a lot of time now takes seconds. And I absolutely love that. That's awesome. I totally agree. It has changed the way how fast you can put out content. It is awesome. So last question, I want to, uh, I mean, we've talked about it in the entire episode um, and thank you so much for your time today, Leslie, but um, what advice would you give others who are looking to build a brand or business around their passion, not just to make money, but around their passion based on your experience with interactive biology? 
the first thing I would tell that person is you are different from every other person in this entire planet. Figure out what makes you different and leverage that like nothing else. Like bring your personality into it. Don't hide any aspect of who you are. If I don't care who you are, just be you. Stop trying to be everybody else. That's the thing number one that I would tell them. Thing number two, I would tell them to decide how you want to use tools beforehand and don't let the platforms decide for you. The reality is if I were to let Instagram decide how I'm going to do Instagram content, I'm going to be on Instagram all day, every day, creating reels and creating stories and doing this and doing that and doing that. And I'm going to be addicted to this stupid app. (laughs) The way I look at it is I see Instagram as a tool. How am I going to use Instagram to accomplish the specific goals that I have? And how am I going to eliminate it from all other aspects of my life that are negative? All of these tools, I I feel like this wasn't the question, but it's something that is still very important to me. All of these tools are tools. Figure out how to best use those tools to bring out your content and your personality and who you authentically are. Don't be, don't be running around like a chicken without a head, trying to chase all these new things that people say you got to do. No, you, you, you figure out what you want to accomplish and you do the best that you can using the tools that you have to put your content out there, serve people authentically, do it as consistently as you can and, you know, focus on making the world a better place. That's going to be my tip. One more, one more quick tip. Yeah. Treat it as a business. Like if you're really trying to do this, treat it as a business. In other words, think about everything from the content that you're going to create to the products that you're going to create and what that entire journey is going to be like. Because when we don't take it seriously and we don't treat it like a business, it, it, it doesn't accomplish what we want it to accomplish. That's awesome. Our friend Gary Stockton says, exact Omundo, Leslie. So, yes, he is totally great. So, if you don't, if you haven't told, Leslie is super positive. He's a great person to follow. Even if you don't know anything about biology, you need to go follow that channel. Uh, but, Leslie, I want to have a real quick where you tell people where they can find you, all your stuff, list, you know, your your blogging, your your, EMC, your MC stuff, all that, let them, and your podcast, let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. For biology, it's right there on the screen, interactive-biology.com. For everything else, I am lesliesamuel.com. You can find out more details there. Awesome. The unsinkable Connor Brown. Uh, Connor, where can people find uh, more about what you do and what you have to offer? Yeah, if you're looking to plan any Disney trip or whatever you want, Disney Universal, I'm your guy. Head over to WDWOpinion.com and you can follow me at WDWOpinion across social channels. Awesome. I'm Jeff C. And I'm so excited you guys are here uh, and watching that. Thank you so much to Peg for Jim, uh, Dustin, Gary, all the people who show up every week. Appreciate Leslie for being here. Gosh, I just learned so much every time I watch him or talk to him. Uh, he's just a great guy. Appreciate our friends over at Ecamm for sponsoring the show. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com. Don't forget about their new show. I mean, their new season on YouTube. Go check that out over there. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
Social Media News Live.